0: Hello Hello and welcome back to Humans of Speedway. Hope things are going well where you are and uh, coping with, at the time of recording, lockdown three. But um, hopefully the the end is in sight. Keep our fingers crossed. And uh, uh, at the time of recording, teams announcing um, various squad members and people starting tentatively to make some plans. And hopefully 2021 will be a better year for Speedway than 2020 so coming up we're going to have some new material for you It'll be coming at the end of the month all being well for reasons that will become apparent but the next episode uh, will be with Chris Morton MBE Bellevue Aces legend one of Britain's all time greats and um, such a nice chat with it as well and, and so many great stories about all the things he's been involved in uh, Northern Riders Championships representing his uh, country seven world finals Finals, including that 1981 World Final at Wembley and so much more. So that's going to be coming very, very soon. This episode is another chance to hear one of our Humans of Speedway, Speedway Paradise sections again. Um, this is where we get each of our guests to create their dream meeting. And I always ask the same six questions to everybody. So if you're creating your dream meeting, which track would you choose? purely for the quality of the racing, which stadium would you put that track in, your all-time one to seven, who'd referee the meeting, which rule of speedway would you change to improve the sport for the better, and which team that actually did exist would be your opposition for your all-time one to seven. So always asked in every episode, you can listen back to them right now, but this is another chance to hear the one of Phil Morris, the FIM speedway grand prix race director and for the speedway of nations as well and if you believe what wikipedia says a big fan of kendo nagasaki uh anyway let's see what phil has to say in this episode where we talked about his dream meeting starting off with which track would he choose and of course don't forget phil morris being race director of the speedway grand prix he knows a track or two so here is phil morris
1: it's a really tough question actually because when you've spent 14 years at a track, which you know like Reading, when you know what the back of your hand, it was very good for me because I was not the greatest gator, but I could pass. So that's gotta be up there. But there's a few others I thought about. The one especially was Trelawney. I only raced here probably four times. Absolutely loved the place and it was an amazing little track. Um During my later years, I definitely, Enjoyed your smaller tighter track tracks like your Edinburgh and Arena Essex, which are not going to be on people's radar. But I think, not saying it, this is no disrespect. To, I'm I'm not trying to butter you up, but I do think Bradford may have been my favourite ever race track.
0: Wow, there you go. You see, and so, uh, might be might be coming back. They they keep yeah mentioning.
1: Potentially. So yeah, Bradford would be there. And then I'll also throw in Marmond as a long track, separate Speedway, because that was a special three-cornered track with 20,000 people there. And yeah, so Speedway, I'd go Bradford. For long track, I'd go Marmond. And did you do Ice Speedway as well? Telford, not the proper stuff. Yeah, I I did Ah, quite well at Telford. I've sort of been on the British Championship roster a good few times and that. But yeah, never the real ice racing. I, I. I've actually worked on it for the last few years. The FIM have got me involved to try and improve the feel and the flow of that championship. So I've been the last few years I've been quite involved in it. But yeah, not not actually on the real big spike.
0: Yeah, that is crazy speedway, that. Um Yeah, very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um now the stadium that you'd put that track in.
1: Stadium okay, so obviously, being my I, I would like to pick Cardiff because of what it is, but I know it's not a real speedway stadium. But for me, being my local stadium, I would have to pick that. But uh, thinking of a real stadium as let's say this, there, there's a track there. I put I, actually, I will say Hortons again, another one that's not a real track and it's built there. For me, Hortons was a perfect, perfect speedway venue, 12,000 people. Very tight to the track. Just felt when I was here, I just felt this feels right to Speedway. It's great to be in Cardiff and Warsaw, but that's only one-offs. But I thought that felt great. But for me, you're probably looking at oh, probably Lesnar or Torren for me. They both Torren's a good brand new type stadium and tight, where Lesnar is a bit more of an open stadium. So I I'd probably go for one. But then saying that Origin only a six or 7,000 stadium, but what a beautiful little stadium built. Um, so it depends on what you want, you know? So for me, for a Speedway feel, cause we're not, we're not Premier League football, they're not, you know, Champions League football. I think Gorachen is actually a, a beautiful little built stadium. It's all sort of built in sections. So I, I'm gonna go for Gorachen as a bit of an outsider for everyone else.
0: Nice. It's the first time it's been suggested. I was going to uh, deliver my Torren fact for you there. Do you know that oh, um, uh, Torren's track is based on Bradford?
1: And Per Jonsson was loved Bradford, so that is his input into it. Yeah, uh, built. He told him how to do it. So yeah, a lot of it is is based on that. I am aware yeah. of that one. But good, yeah, good, yeah, fact, one. Though, good fact. Good fact.
0: It's a, good, it's a good one Out of on your sleeve. You know, it breaks the ice at parties um, <laughs> if you go into a Speedway party. Uh, yeah, that's
1: the same. When I drop, I'm the first one on the track at Cardiff. You know, it's, it's a nice one to have on the CV.
0: <laughs> first ever around Cardiff. I mean, how, yeah. how how did that track feel when you first rode it? Because, I mean, it, 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 I know it varies year on year.
1: To be fair, it felt like it was billiard table smooth, like concrete. It was no give. I remember doing a start in the back straight. It made no ruck or anything. It was... Uh, Yeah, they just said, try outside, inside, wide, tight, cut back. And it was not a ripple on the track. And of course, a a good fact that you may know, what caused one of the big problems was a rider. I think it was Kjoj Potasovic did a practice start in the middle of a corner and it caused the track to sort of move a little bit. So that's what caused some problems there. There you go, another interesting fact.
0: Right. So so a practice starts on corners band now.
1: Um, They were, but the tracks got so good now, we don't need to worry about it now. They're (laughs) built so well, it doesn't cause a problem now. Officially, they shouldn't, but they still do it. But
0: But you get away with it now. Um, Let's move on then to the, uh, I think, the bit that people look forward to the most. uh, Your all-time one to seven. uh, The dream team from Phil Morris. Off you go.
1: Right. Well, number one is an easy one for me, Per Janssen. Without doubt, racing with him for a few seasons, he was the most gifted person on a motorbike I have ever seen. What he could do, how he could get out of trouble, how he kept his wheels in line from a speed rider to watch him when everyone else is locking up and doing things. And he's almost road racing around was phenomenal. Um, and of course, I, he was my hero. I looked up to him and it was such a tragedy when he had his accident because I can, I think I only ever seen him come off his bike once in like two and a half seasons. That shows how good he was. And he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. So my number one is definitely Per Janssen.
0: Fantastic rider. And uh, yeah, a big uh, a big fan of, of riding the Bradford track <laughs> as well as we mentioned before. Um, let's go then to your next choice. One world champion on the board. Who's next?
1: Um, I'm going to go with number five then, my other big hitter. And that's going to be Hans Nielsen. Uh, before I was sixteen, I used to watch him and be in awe of him a little bit, and just how you know, how much of uh, a dictator he was. Especially when he was off Gate Four, he would be at the white line before you could blink. And you know, he he'd, he'd win a lot of these races by um, repetition. I think more than anything. But yeah, he'd be that'd be my one and five big kickers.
0: Yeah, um, I think as big hitters go, um, Per Jonsson and Hans Nielsen, a fairly good start. So um, who else then would we have for, in the makeup of this Phil Morris all-time one to seven?
1: Yeah, well, partner with Per Jonsson at number two, I'm going to put a good friend of mine, uh, also former world champion, Jason Crump. That's a good opening, key partnership, Per Jonsson and Jason Crump. I know they were good friends as well. And Jason's got a lot of uh, respect for Per. Yeah, Crumpy's. You know, one of the hardest racers you'll ever meet. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't get no... Every time he gets on a track, you know, he raced in my farewell event and I knew he wanted to win it. He wasn't there to just put on a show. He wants to win everything he's in. So, yeah. And a lot of respect for him, race with him and a friend. So, yeah, Jason Crump at two.
0: Okay, so who's going to be at number three? All right, are you going to are you going to choose a middle pairing?
1: So my middle or a pairing, three or four. Um, I'm going to go for absolute legend of british speedway mark lorem and joe screen um wow. again both good guys our class as friends you know they were a bit older than me in the youth grass track but i looked up to them and uh yeah respect to them the, their racing ability for both of them to be able to put the bikes in places and do things phenomenal so them guys is a partnership it, i don't think either of them a good gators, so you'll definitely have some uh good races when they're out.
0: Yeah, and uh, probably a uh, good time off the track as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, like to, they like to enjoy themselves and uh, I'm sure that uh, they'll look back fondly on everything with them.
0: So, Per Janssen, Jason Crump, Mark Loram, Joe Screen and Hans Nielsen, you've got two reserves left. Who's it going to be?
1: So, um, number six, I'm going to go with Amarno Castagna. A few reasons. Uh, when I joined Redin he sort of, was my my big brother in a sense and looked after me and uh i still i I, i'll tell i told the story a few times and i quite like it that we was racing uh i think it was the best pairs i think and uh he looked in the program and he said what does this mean phil i read it and said uh they may not be the favorites on the track today but they're the team you wouldn't want to meet up a dark alley So yeah, he quite liked that. And uh, yeah, he's a very, very strong, tough guy and somebody I've worked with now and probably one of the most instrumental guys in me getting my job at the Grand Prix. So yeah, as a respect and a thanks and everything, he's gonna be there at number six. So I just Absolutely. got one more to go.
0: Okay, then drum roll.
1: Drum roll. So my number seven, I don't think anyone will ever put this in a team on your podcast, that's my prediction. Go in. <laughs> it is Freddie Williams. Yeah, not so bad. Two, <laughs> two times world champion, and he was Welsh, so that's um, my link there to somebody. that's with not, we've not many riders come from Wales, so um, yeah, he's not with us now. Bless him. But uh, yeah, Freddie Williams would be my number seven, just because of what he did, being world champion twice. I'm Welsh. You know, we've got a dragon on the flag. We have to be different to everybody else, you know?
0: Absolutely standard, yeah. It goes without saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of these crosses or things like that. We have to have a big red dragon in the middle.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, I was living in Cardiff when there was a, a football tournament on and it's uh, it's, it's a dicey business. <laughs> Very. <laughs> um, right, who would be the
1: referee? Tough one, because, again, if you have noticed, I didn't, with my team, I've sort of stayed away from current riders. I've got to be a little bit careful in my decision. I couldn't <laughs> go with current Grand Prix, guys. <laughs> Wouldn't look uh, great? Well, I suppose Crumpy's still on the scene, but I don't think he's going to be back in the Grand Prix, so I'm okay there. Um, referees, um, I've got an affinity with Graham Reeve and Tony Steele because they helped me on the ladder to where I am. Graham Reeve with uh, the under-21, under-16, and Tony Steele involved in me being... Clark of the course at Cardiff and working my way up the ladder. So, them two are definitely in the shout. Even though I didn't probably have that many meetings with him, I've worked for five years with Graham Brody as the Speedway Grand Prix secretary. And we've very good friends. And I've heard so many stories about his refereeing and things he's done and things he didn't and how he's done them. I think, without doubt, it has to be Graham Brody as the honorary referee to my meeting.
0: you're listening to humans of speedway another chance to hear the speedway paradise of fim speedway gp and speedway of nations race director phil morris coming up we're going to find out who will make phil morris's all-time opposition for his dream team and which rule would he change find out in a sec you're listening to Humans of Speedway, I'm Ian Brannan and in this episode it's the Speedway paradise of FIM Speedway Grand Prix and Speedway of Nations race director Phil Morris. is creating his dream meeting and he's about to change a rule. Which rule would you
1: change Phil? We've already spoke about it really but I, I just generally feel a randomizer at the start is going to make people wait until the tapes go rather than guessing. Is you know, for me there's two words there's anticipation and there's reaction we want mm-hmm. people to react to the start and not anticipate it that's that's the reality and it's the same in any other sport whether it be athletics swimming cycling you know you have to wait for that bang gun tapes whistle whatever it is but we just we can't seem to do that and it's frustrating for everybody and it's the most complaints i have about people you know, having a restart, why does it happen? And, you know, we've tried our best to not let him in the pits and things like that, but it's still, it's a you know, it's a three minute delay that a lot of people hate. So somewhere along the line, I would say we've got to try and fix this, some kind of starting issue.
0: And finally, who would be the opposition against your team of all-stars then? This is any complete team from from history that you could
1: invite along? I think I've already mentioned the team. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of it. So I'm going to be racing against them, which would be a bit of a thorn But it It's in Races 1992. And uh, yeah, I still still remember it fondly. And one of the things that I, I wrote this down, uh, I laugh at people now joking about, uh, they can't help it about speeder nations being towards the end of October, it'll never happen. Oh, ridiculous putting it on there, British weather. But that year we won the league, we had 18 meetings in October. Wow. So there you go. And I think <laughs> we had double headers left, right, and centres with Bradford, if I remember some of them, with the cup. Beat. But yeah, so that's my team. Bred in 1992. Uh, amazing end of the season. But yeah, the winner double, that was good enough for me in, in a in the league.
0: Fantastic. And final question to you then is when you look back at, at your experience in, in Speedway, what what's the one moment that you look back on with the most um, most affection perhaps, but also maybe that makes you smile the most?
1: Um, there's quite a few few small ones, really. I've got no massive task. I won the Premier League best players. Um, I think I won the New York Classic at Newport, which is the first. Again, something good for my CV. I think it was the very first meeting anywhere in the world in the 20th century. So that's a quiz question that Nobody will ever get. They asked the <laughs> from the, last, the first meeting of the 20th century.
0: So good yeah, one. things
1: like that. I've made the roster of the Premier League Riders Championship. I've won some league championships. So yeah, but probably as a one-off day, the Premier League Piers was was a good one to win that. And to be honest with you, my career, I'm more than happy. I met so many nice people, whether it's fans, riders, you race with, and you get you get. It is such family uh feel for everything i'm so privileged that i'm in the position i am now so i i i'm still going so i'm still enjoying myself and loving every minute of it
0: okay phil morris thank you very much for joining
1: us it's been a pleasure no problem anytime you have a good one
0: Phil Morris, race director for the Speedway Grand Prix series, Speedway of Nations, and uh, it was a fantastic chat with Phil as well, and hopefully uh, he can get back to a full complement of Speedway Grand Prix in 2021, we keep our fingers crossed. Don't forget to listen back to all the previous episodes as well, if you're new to us and you've uh, caught us on one of the most recent episodes, for example with Jeremy Doncaster or with Kelvin Tatum, well you're very welcome along, but there's some great ones to uh, work your way through, people always ask for my recommendations, it's like Tuesday and between your kids but uh, i would always say don't miss shane parker don't miss uh, neil machin don't miss peter oakes don't miss any of them, but there's a few to get you started. Um, but they're all great in different ways. We've got people who are uh, announcers, Kev Long and uh, Roy Clark, who speak about that. Nigel Pearson, of course, from the TV. Um, we've also got Gary Havelock. Do not miss that one, whatever you do. And certainly don't miss, when it arrives in the next few weeks, Chris Morton. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, honestly, it's one of the best episodes I've ever done. And I say that with a great deal of confidence. <laughs> so that'll be out at the end of the month. And um, stay safe, and we'll speak soon on Humans of Speedway.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.